Welcome, family, to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I have trouble with alcohol. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Welcome, like I said, to today's podcast. I'm going to be sharing a few meditation books with you and see where God will take us with his program. We are being reprogrammed, planting good words in the soil that we can reap a hearty harvest. Now, our higher power has promised us that he will sustain us. He will sustain us, hold us and keep us, enlarge our territory for his glory and for his honor. So we give him that chance. Now, let's be good farmers. Let's go ahead and plant some things in our hearts. The first reading for today is God calling. It says, Down through the ages, my power alone has kept millions of souls brave and true and strong. Who else would have fallen by the way? This is Jesus talking now. This is my higher power. Down through the ages, my power, I, Jesus, alone has kept millions and millions of souls brave enough, true enough, and strong enough to hold on so they won't fall. The fate has been kept alive and handed down not by the dwellers in ease, but those who struggle and suffer and die for the cause. This life is not for the body, it is for the soul. And the man too often chooses the way of life that best suits the body, not the best way that suits the soul. And I permit only what's best to suit the soul. Accept this, and a wonderful molding is the result. Reject it, and my purpose is frustrated. Your prayer, best prayers, unanswered progress, spiritual progress, delay, trouble, and grief stored up. Try to picture your soul as a third being trained by us, by you and me. And then you will share and rejoice in sharing in the discipline and training. Stand apart from your soul with me and welcome training. Rejoice at progress. Amen. Isn't it interesting that our soul is um, almost like the subconscious, you know? It just responds and it's like a person. You know, from my drinking and from my criticizing and complaining and training my soul, not giving my soul rest, not giving my soul accolades. And I understand that the the inner soul is the one that will take me to hell or heaven. It's just the what my actions, uh, like I said, like the subconscious mind, what my actions program it with. My soul is the one that gets me through troubles at work, uh, long hours, and so forth. And then my soul needs to be replenished. Dr. Livingston, when he was out in the uh, going in jungle, or when someone was searching for Mr. Livingston, they wrote down that they were trekking day after day. And one day, he was up and at him and ready to go. And he says, where's the man? Let's go. He goes, no, uh, the the Africans, they're resting today. He says, what do you mean they're resting? He says, they're letting their soul catch up to their bodies. They're letting their soul catch up to the bodies. 
And for us, for me, that's a Saturday. Sometimes I have to do it in between the week. Just stop everything and slow down and realize that the soul needs to catch up. It isn't interesting that that the Lord Jesus said our soul see it as a third party. We have we have our observation point, which is our our let's say our common sense. And then we have God's God's spirit, God's word, the words of God, the authority is softly spoken. Could be the hunch, an idea. But how to better treat the soul? That's the one that's going to carry us through. Amen. So we're in training. Doing this and listening and pondering to these words, that's taking care of our soul. Moving right along. I hope you're tracking with me. <laughs> 24-hour little book. I'm just going to read at random. Random today's date. We finally came to the bottom. We did not have to be financially broke, although many of us were, but we were spiritually bankrupt. We had a soul sickness, a revulsion against ourselves and against our way of living. Notice that it said a soul sickness. Life has become impossible for us. We had to end it all or do something about it. I'm glad I did something about it. Meditation for the day. Faith is not seen but believing. I am in a box of space and time and cannot see the spacelessness or eternity. But God is not within the shell of time and space. He is timeless and spaceless. He cannot be fully comprehended by our own finite minds. But we must try to make a union between our purposes and the purposes of God. By trying to merge our minds with the minds of God, a oneness of purpose results. This oneness of purpose puts us in harmony with God and others. Evil comes from being in disharmony with God, and good comes from being in harmony with Him. So the best way to thwart evil is to say, I thank you, God, I acted badly. I repent of that. I thank you, God. As soon as you started thanking God that you acted badly, you thwart evil, and and we are in good contact with the higher power, not disconnected. The worst thing that can happen to us is to be disconnected, and a lot of us take that for granted. We take the sun for granted. We take the water for granted. We take sleep for granted, and we go, go, go. But mind you, folks, to be disconnected from your heavenly source, from your heavenly power, that is hell. That's exactly what hell is. And notice that it said right here, God is not within the shell of time and space. He is timely and spaceless. He cannot be fully comprehended by our infinite minds. But we must try to make a union between our purpose and the purposes of God. And that's by prayer. You know, a lot of people can save a lot of time to their soul. Instead of having to go bankrupt, having to go uh, revolt and get angry at, at your loved ones. You have The soul sickness is to fix it up right away by saying, Thank you, God, for my difficulties. That'll clear up our soul sickness quickly. Very quickly. God has not made it hard. We make it hard. We try to think too much. 
and bypass the easy does it principle that God is in the easy. He does it one day at a time. Easy puts one step in front of us. Easy does it. The spirit of God's life, he does it. He does it for us. Rest in me, my child. This is God calling, Jesus calling. It says, rest in me, child. Give your mind a break from planning and trying to anticipate what will happen. Pray continually, asking my spirit to take charge of the details of this day. Remember that you are on a journey with me. When you try to peer into the future and plan for every possibility, you ignore your constant companion who sustains you moment by moment. As you gaze anxiously into the distance, you don't even feel the strong grip of my hand holding yours. How foolish you are, my child. Remembrance of me is a daily discipline. Never lose sight of my presence with you. This will keep you resting in me all the day, every day. Ha! Isn't that beautiful? The way I do it, because I'm, I'm messing up so much, so much. I, I stay in contact with God because I think I thank you, God, I'm a mess up. I stay hooked up. The biggest problem in my life is not acknowledging God in my hiccup, either good or bad. Just acknowledging him is I keep knocking on that door. They know who I am in heaven. They definitely know. I don't let them sleep or rest over there. I keep throwing Frisbees into the sky, to the heavens. And... They send them back. They find all these frisbees, like silver dollar f fish on the seashore, and they throw them back down to over here, and I catch them. A reading for today. There he tested them, Exodus 15:25. I once visited the testing room of a large steel mill. I was surrounded by instruments and equipment that tested pieces of steel to their limits and measured their breaking point. Some pieces had been twisted until they broke and then were labeled with the level of pressure they could withstand. Some had been stretched to their breaking point with their level of strength also noted. Others had been compressed to their crushing point and measured. Because of the testing, the manager of the mill knew exactly how much stress and strain each piece of steel could endure if it was to build a ship, building, or a bridge. It is often much the same with God's children. He does not want us to be like fragile vessels of glass or porcelain. He wants us to be like those toughened pieces of steel, able to endure twisting and crushing pressure to the utmost without collapse. God does not want us to be like greenhouse plants, which are sheltered from rough weather, but like storm-beaten oaks, not like sand dunes that are driven back and forth by every gust of wind, but like granite mountains that withstand the fiercest storms. Yet to accomplish this, he must take us into his testing room of suffering, of pain, and many of us need no other argument than our own experiences to prove that suffering is indeed God's testing room of faith. Well, that was from uh, Streams of the Desert. You know, 
I remember when I had to get a SWAT. Remember, you got used to get SWATs. You used to get the paddle from the uh, vice president or whatever, the teacher at school, middle school. I would get the SWAT once in a while, and uh, I would accept that, embrace myself, you know. And I walk out of there tingling. Remember the butt tingling? So. I'm thankful for the pain. If I would have thanked God for the pain, then the, the Spirit of God would have spoke to me. It says it would have said that my my flesh, my carnal self, was lazy, and that my uh, my soul wanted to do the right thing. You know that I was training my soul into a habitual bad person. If I would have thanked God and accepted. And of a keenly aware of, of using the tool rightly of thanking God and accepting that I needed pain. I needed to be instructed and corrected. It is quite easy. Oh, by the way, thank all the teachers, all the ministers, and everybody who's trying to train the younger folks for the lack of courage from they receive at home for lack of training, lack of discipline. Thank you, fellows, for being a teacher, uh, educator, and an enforcer of good. Amen. It is quite easy for us to talk and to theorize about faith, but God often puts us into crucibles of affliction to test the purity of our gold and to separate the dross from the metal. How happy we are if the hurricanes that blows across life's raging sea have the effect of making Jesus more precious to us. It is a wonderful thing. Amen. And I lost my page. To weather the storm is a wonderful thing with Christ than to sail smooth waters without him. What if God could manage to mature your life without suffering? That's a good question, huh? Well, thank you very much for today's topic. May God bless you guys.